dope. You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at magrito.net. Ladies and gentlemen and low lives, thank you for checking into another ep- a special Saturday episode of Emo Brown, the podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at The Grasshopper for all your medicinal, recreational cannabis needs. You know what to do. Drop your card, get 15% off, pay them a visit, go to ghbuds.com and pick it up there. Special guest today, the voice of golden romantic music, El Vato de San Gabriel Valley, Adrian Carmine. What's up, my dude? Hello. Hello. Bienvenido a la oficina. It's haunted. I told you, lady, man. I said, you're sitting in the wrong place. You're probably sitting on a, on a fantasma's face right now. Relax. Yeah, Relax lucky. over there. He's lucky. <laughs> Welcome, Adrian. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself, bro. What are you all about? Oh, man. They call me El Romantico. Right as the music drop, bro. Oh, Look at that. It is. I'm a connoisseur for the love song. Mm-hmm. The serenade. I better see here. We're gonna get you the serenade before the day is done. Andale pues. Joining us from San Gabriel Valley, you guys came in this morning. This morning, yeah. We just Damn. landed. El vato. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here at the Emo Brown Studio, man. I'm excited to get to know your story. More importantly, after you guys are done listening to this podcast, hustle over to mygrito.net or Corazón del Barrio to make sure you pick up some tickets. My dude's gonna be performing tonight, Corazón del Barrio, in the dead of the night, serenading you. And your special someone. You guys have voice. You don't want no munches. See, slow dance. We want some slow dancing tonight. How did you start in this game, bro? Oh, I was a. Uh, I was born in East Los Angeles, California. I lived there for five years before my parents uh, skipped town to uh, Walnut, California, in the San Gabriel Valley. How close is San Gabriel Valley? I'm ignorant when it comes to all LA regions. I figure it's like, I go to Anaheim, we go to Disneyland, it's like, oh, we're going to LA. For me, that's all LA, bro. It's all LA for me. From here? Yeah. You'll get there in about an hour and 30 minutes. In serio? All right, so it's not that far. How close is this to San Fernando Valley? Um, that shit seems far. That's a lot far. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit more south. Thank you for that Thomas Guide update. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> I got you, I got you. But um, yeah, so no, we, we, we've lived there most, mostly all of my life. And um, my dad was a musician. He was a guitar player and a singer. One of the best singers I know to this day. Wish I sang as good as him. My mom was a dancer for folklorical music and traditional mariachi. You dance music. better than your mom? Uh, I, I I give her a run for her money. Arre pues. <laughs> you're all baby steps. First no, you she, beat your mom at the, that folklorico, then you're going to take on your dad and be a better singer. She says, she says that, yeah, I definitely got dancing from her and not my dad. Mm, pues que bueno, bro. So, yeah, I mean, and I have two older sisters who got me into music too. They, they listen to a lot of heavy metal. and So music was a big influence in your life. You were always surrounded oh, by it growing up. From the moment that... um. La Bamba came out. Mm, I heard about that movie. Uh, yeah, like, oh my God. I, I put on a guitar. My dad had guitars all over the house. I would put guitars on. And, and I was, swear I was Richie Valens when I was two years old. Nice. And uh, 
you know, since then, it just... AKA Ricardo Valenzuela. Sí, sí, sí. Did they make you change your name? Did my grito make you change your name, Adrian? Um, no comment. I say, wait, careful, man. Yeah, I mean... Oscar with the funny head will make you do things. You would think they would support, like, the, the raza side of things, uh -huh. but... I showed up to his house, like, his nobody, fucking license plate said, orale. I was like, yeah, right, bro. We need to make record sales. <laughs> we need to We've got goals. Make, yeah. So. <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, I mean, I got into, you know, Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. How could I not? He was like a huge influence in my life. And, and at the same time, you know, we had Vicente Fernandez playing in the, at the house, all kinds of rancheras. I was singing with my dad since I was like two. Like, there's video somewhere on the internet could find i'm sure where i'm just wailing with him he'll sing a line and then i just take over and try to top him that's awesome because i mean mexican households that's how we were raised bro yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always music playing in the background oh, yeah. you know myself not excluded i grew up in a family where there was music playing i grew up listening to chalino sanchez corridos norteños juan gabriel rocio durcal all of that bro i grew up listening to juan sebastian um antonio aguilar Yeah. And then I slowly, you know, I'm from San Diego, from Chula Vista, from Bonita. Punk rock music was pretty much all we listened to. That's how I started playing a little punk rock music and then I fused it all together. Oh, yeah. And now I'm fucking weird. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I'm, I don't know what I want to do. It's so, like we've become this monster of just all kinds of genres. Like they're everywhere. We're chameleons, I almost want to say. We can we yeah. can legitimately put on any hat at any time oh, yeah. and blend into any situation. I, I think that is, that, that is definitely a benefit. In the characteristics we bring as Mexican Americans, bro, you know we can wear many hats. You you can't ever count us out, right? You used all of those skills and talents and different genres that you grew up listening to, and you created what? What is your genre? Soul music. Soul. Soul music. At the end of the day, love music. Love yeah. music. You know. Pinchato romántico. Yeah, you know, feelings and emotions are the things that drive us and. Being able to express that in, in such a platform is like really a gift to me. You know, I really don't take it for granted. And uh, being able to join with my grito now, and I've got this record coming out on June 17th. Like it's finally here. It seemed like it was a, just a, an eternity to get out, but it's. How long have you been on my grito? I think we signed a little. It was during uh, 2020, like the pandemic. Okay. 2021, maybe or early. Is that the first label you've been on? Yeah. Nice. Felicidades, bro. Nice. So, yeah. We, so, everything you released prior to that was just DIY all on your own? Always. How old, you, how old were you when you wrote your first song? Like your first legit song that you can go back and, and, and play probably today? I would say maybe like 15. Yeah? 15, yeah. Chiota Enamorado. It was hardcore music, but... It was, oh, okay. <laughs> it was like, yeah. It was Screamo, but whatever. It was Love Screamo. <laughs> no, Screamo came a little bit later. <laughs> it all came. But that's there too, you know, emo... Who wasn't into the emo scene, you know? Me, man. I fucking wasn't into it. Oh, no? Nah, not at all. Nothing at all? Nah, bro. I never liked uh, Morrissey. I never liked the Smiths. I never liked... Yeah, man. I'm the I'm the, I'm the the Mexican that's like, yeah, and that, I know you're showing me beautiful things. I get it, but we have a... <laughs> okay, so upstairs at 3Punk, we have a beer that we made called My Charming Style because our Tasty Room Manager Glasses is a super pinchy Smiths and Morrissey fan. He's taking me to shows to watch him, uh, Morrissey play, and I'm like, this... The motherfucker, everybody's like crying and, 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 and like dying over scene. I was like, Nell, man, It, not for me. Know, I, he's not much different from Vicente Fernandez. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, like, the sadness that mm -hmm. they're, they're not they're singing about the same thing for real. No, that's true. Because so people always ask us, what, why do people love Morrissey and the Smiths? It's like, because he, he has like a he has a Mexican, you know, American Chicano like attitude towards the way he feels about life and love mm. and heartbreak. Not meat though. Not, not meat though. 
you hit on something. He just he has a hugo. That's it. No carnitas in su hugo, bro. The song that you wrote at the age of 15, is that something that's still in the playlist now for you or nah? Uh, in the playlist? It's 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 more of a nostalgic. Yeah? Yeah, I'll go Every now and then just strum, show, like, sing to Tara's like, hey, remember this song? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, I came, um, besides the Smiths, you know, we got into, um, what else? we were really in like the K-Rock scene. Like, uh, that's our station in LA. Yeah. Uh, Incubus was a huge influence i have some tattoos of there you go man i have a i have a music arm sleeve on me i don't know the smiths incubus so i have to build a collection but i see the uh anaheim angels of los angeles on your arm too no 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 no! don't, don't get it twisted hey gotcha bro <laughs> damn how many games are you gonna lose a row bro no, they, they finally break that, the streak that's not me guys right. <laughs> I, I bleed blue oh my bad that's not oh that's not an anaheim angel ace of hearts ah perdón perdón this is my perdón. nephew ah perdón um, his name is Ace. So you're a Dodger fan. I am. Uh, hey, thanks for coming down, bro. Uh, that's a wrap. Good night, <laughs> Thank you for having me. No, bro. <laughs> no, I saw a padre outside, you know, and literally in a... A fryer outfit, yeah. Yeah, he was a, a padre in a padre jacket. Neta, no lie. Dodger fan. I really wanted to like you, man. I really wanted to like you, Adrian. You have to, you know. I do, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to listen to your music. Listen to your music, man. Yeah. This is the kind of music that you can just listen to, lounge out to, vibe to, and mm-hmm. it's not overwhelming. It's subtle. That's why I gave up on baseball. Yeah. And I went to music. Good, good. Like, That's a valid choice. I wanted to be a Dodger, but I was like, you know what? I think I might be better at music, so here I am. Aquí estás, bro. Yeah. So you are just signed 2020 student of the My Grito Industry family. How important is it as a musician in 2022 to be on a record label? What is the most important role for a record label to play in a musician's life and a musician's career? Answer carefully, because you know they're listening, bro. <sighs> Cover your ears, guys. No. <laughs> no, I mean, just having the support and to me personally, the the ears that they get open for you, you know, the doors they open for you, the 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 people that haven't heard of you, you know, would have never heard of you if if it weren't if you if you were going at it alone and here they are you know like pushing me on grimy goods and and uh you know web zines and and all kinds of you know music musical content like it's really it's it's been really good like i feel like you know i've done diy all my life and then just you have to like you reach a certain point where like it's okay to ask for help you know? yeah especially coming i'm really like I don't like asking for help, but why would you? We're old school like that, man. Sabes, pero you know, like they've been huge. They have, they've been like, I'm so excited. Like the the records literally shipped yesterday. And Did you get to hold one already? Not yet. No, but I have a test press. Nice or two. Nice. You might do a little raffle or something. El vato, look but, at you, always but, on stage, always performing. But just the the fact that that you have somebody else that believes in what you're doing. I think that's gonna that, that's huge for an artist. It's a platform. Yeah. And they're not there to mold, adjust, or tweak what your talent already is. No, no, they're no, just no. there to open doors for people who haven't heard of you. They obviously saw something in you and heard something in you that's like, you know what? We like the way Carmine gets down. And that's a confidence booster, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, claro is, that, is anyone gonna dig this? You know? Mm-hmm. Somebody did. They did. You know, and now they're pushing it out to everybody and he hit me up, he's like, Hey man, Adrian Carmine, album's coming out. 
get him on your podcast. He's going to be in San Diego. I said, say less, bro. I mean, <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, because I'm, I'm on that label too, you know? Right. And then, We're yeah, they, 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 hey, what's up? <laughs> and uh, their job with me is the same thing as they provide. So listening to you is like, that's how they pitched me. It's like, you know what? You guys know what you're doing. Let's go ahead and put you on a platform where people can hear you more. Because we don't have anyone in, in, in Anaheim, Anaheim Dodgers or whatever. <laughs> it was their job to open those doors and, and, and give us more ears. Yeah. And it looks like that are doing that with you already, man. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part about being on a label? <sighs> Getting to create music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like showing them a new song. You know, it's really exciting. And they're always like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. How do you present that song to them? Do you, do you take it to them or do they come to you in your recording studio or your rehearsal studio? I, I knock on the door with a mariachi. Boom. Serenade time. That's it. Isas. I have these guys learn a, a soul style in mariachi. I'm like, play it. And like, Wait till you hear it in its in its original format, which, you know. <laughs> no, but seriously, like they, I send them, I send them stuff. And, you know, it's when I sent them the record, they were, you know, oh, each song on this. I'm not saying this. I'm quoting, you know. Each song, there's not a bad song on this record, so I was like, "Oh, thank you." Nice, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I always wanted to be a rock star like you. <laughs> I, I always wanted to just no. go on stage and, and serenade people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight you have a show. How ex- is it the first time playing in San Diego, or no? I mean, with this material, yes. Mm-hmm. At Corazón del Barrio, I'll be there tonight. I'm playing with Jackie Mendez and uh, Smoke and Mirrors. So it's a, really like a reggae soul night. It's a stacked lineup, man. Yeah. It's a stacked lineup. You're, you're going to enjoy playing in Barrio Logan. I was telling you before we started this. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very, very cultural site in San Diego. You know, historic right. Barrio Logan. Mm-hmm. And then the homie Eric Casas and Ernie Salgado, they own um, Corazón del Barrio right behind Salud Tacos. So it'll be packed. There'll be people out there. But you said there's still an opportunity to pick up tickets to go to the show. Definitely. Nice, so, man. Yeah. How does it feel to go on stage? exhilarating it's like you you can't wait to get there you know there's so much that goes on beforehand but you're just like i just want to get there but when you do it's like here we go and like that's it no turning back you mentioned you were 14 years old when you started this career of yours mm-hmm. at what moment did you realize i got something here i made it i'm, I'm look i think i can go all in with this <laughs> you know being a child it's a lot different you know you think you you think these things are like crazy big but I would say when I first got offered to play at the Whiskey. Nice. Go-Go in Hollywood. It's like, oh my God, me? What the hell? Why? Little old me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, with these, like there was a, there was like these underground hardcore bands we were super into and they asked you to open for them and you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah so we're like there. We're here. It was a, it was great. It was a great time. When did you turn the page uh, musically from being in different hardcore bands, punk bands, such to where you are now a little bit after high school i got into like the the indie 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 punk uh electro clash you know like uh besides like all the 80s new wave bands plus you know like like prog rock you know mars volta um you got cedric bixler yeah prog prog metal you know it was around around or towards the end of high school really got into that got out there just like even our art we were like trying to play this metal or this hardcore that was like we threw in like latin flavor to it just just anything we could to just keep growing we never wanted to stay stagnant and you know that was a big reason that you know it ended too because a lot of people wanted to grow 
into different things from that and we all went on and uh, so the bands that you started with isn't necessarily the same bandmates you currently have now no no, no. how many people are in your band I've got to tonight. I've got a seven piece. Nice. Mm-hmm. A ver, go down the list. Horns. What do we got in there? Got trumpet, mm-hmm. um, saxophone, bass, guitar, keys, drums. Damn, that's a, myself. That that's a lot of people on stage, man. How difficult is it to maneuver and get everyone on the same page when you're performing? Not too difficult no? because these players are amazing. You know, like I've been lucky enough since pandemic to just be introduced to these amazing players. The more people on stage, the more fun it is, you know? I you can vibe with each other, and these guys are really good. Like, you don't want to miss it, guys. So you should come to the show tonight. It's about to like it. <laughs> in, the, in this category of soul that you, that you do thrive in, what are some of the people that, I don't know, kind of provided guidance that you look up to that, that are people that you, you're willing to be mentored by? Can do you, you have mentors in the soul genre of music? Or are you just kind of winging it, learned it, and then said, this is mine now? Um, there's always influence. You know, I grew up, uh, again, going back to my household in, in the 90s. My, my mom loved Motown. She loved oldies. Um, I was working construction for a little bit. Heavy, heavy Hispanic culture construction. And you go hang out with them on the weekend. What are they playing? Tierra, Malo. All kinds of Chicano R and B and like, yeah, this. I'm feeling this. I like this. Yeah, and and either they say like the stuff you're listening to in high school, like that stays with you right forever. So that was a huge part of it, you know. I like I'll I have the most beautiful memories listening to K Earth 101. That was our oldie station in L.A. Or uh, just being at Carnesadas with the with War playing, you know. That just our Lebo, pretty much our Lebo's the our Lebo shuffle that sticks with you. So here we are. Like I want to continue that, and you know, just make. I hope the kids get into it. You know, new generation. How hard is it to keep this this category alive? Music is like everything else. I mean, it, it, it's it's cyclical. You know, what we what I like you mentioned the '90s. What I listened to in the '90s was that new school punk rock music. Then it had this little lull. And now here I am in the 2020s. I feel like it's back full force. You know, I've been going to to festivals where like the punk and drublick and, and and like stuff like that. Yeah, my warp tour that that ended already like a long time ago. But when I went to punk and drublick, I saw I saw generations. I saw kids. I saw people my age, the parents, yeah, and then I saw parents of the people my age. So I was like, oh man, that's generational. And then when I went to the show, the, some of the artists commented on that. It's beautiful to go out here and see the different generations of everything. What's a crowd at an Adrian Carmine show look like? Right now, a lot of veterans, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of people that... that Veterano de Los Angeles o que onda, dude? Kind of like, you know, más viejitos? Yeah. But, you know what? I lied. Because there is a lot of young people now. I mean, I mean we are young, right? Like you said earlier, we're young. I never said that, dog. We're old. And <laughs> cierto. <laughs> young at heart. Off the air. He's lying. He's lying. We are he's, young, bro. He's a totally different guy. You said you're 37. Mm-hmm. That's very young. Yeah. You know, that's young. Like right now, I feel like first you put your mind to it, then you put your hustle to it. If it's something that you've been cultivating and, and probably blueprinting and, and setting your template since you were 14, yeah. figuring out how am I going to get here from thrash metals to, to punk rock music to prog rock to everything else in between ultimately led you to the role that you're playing now in, in, in the soul as this Chicano soul uh, um, category of music. 
Like all of that led to here, you know? How do you keep this going? Is this just another another fad, you think? Because I know a lot of people that play music like you and you guys are all amazing, man. Mm-hmm. I love like the, the what is the band from down here? The, we're not from down here. The Sincere's is from, they're from Sincere. Los Angeles también, que no? Yeah. Yeah, so do you play with those guys? Are those guys oh, yeah. you all are familiar with? Absolutely. A lot of them have played for my sets too. Nice. Uh, we got Luis, the drummer. He's played with me a bunch. Bolillo, we call him, the bassist. Like down here, we have a brand called The, Sac- the Sacred Souls, you oh, know, yeah. and then they get down. They and, are friends. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a popular genre right now. It is. But it almost seems like it came out of nowhere for for people that aren't in the scene. Like, obviously, you guys, you look at me and it's like, whatever, fool. Like, we've been in this shit for a long time. I get it, you know, but it wasn't always available to us, you know, and now it's there. Now you're, we're, 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 we're neck deep in it, especially down here in San Diego. Some of the shows that go on, they all sell out. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. And then you kind of go down the rabbit hole on Instagram. Oh, they played with this person. Oh, this person is awesome. Oh, they played with this. This musician is talented. Yeah. And that's kind of how I, I stumbled upon you. Just kind of click, 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 click. Oh, there's Adrian Carmine. And then I said, oh, my grito. And then that's when they hit me. I was hey, man, this guy, we have an album coming out. Get him on the podcast. Talk to him. I said, yeah, man, I've heard a couple of his songs already. I said, he gets down. This is beautiful music, man. Thank you. Bro. This is very beautiful music that is just always could be played in the background. You know, yeah, yeah. it could be the center of attention or it can just be the soundtrack in the background of the daily occurrences, man. Whether you're just barbecuing. As it was for me growing up. But, you know, like a lot of um, I've been lucky, like I said, oh, like you said, the Sincere's, the Sacred Souls are all friends. I, I play guitar for Church Toledo and um, this has opened the doors to play guitar for Joe Batan. And um, I don't want to. I mean, yeah. I, I hope it doesn't fizzle out as fast as it, as it, you know, broke the door down. But um, music, you know, it does that. It has a tendency to be up here and then it comes down. Definitely comes in cycles. But yeah, I mean, because look, you're 37 now. Like we were saying, this is the opportunity right now. Yeah. Like I feel your your album is coming out. Mm-hmm. You've got all the backing behind you. You've got all the experience all there. Like, so this is everything you've done. Picking up the guitar at your parents' house and strumming it. Your sister's coming down and shoving some hardcore down your throat. Joining the band, doing your thing. Breaking free of that genre saying, no, I want to do this. How hard was it to find people to play the genre you wanted to play initially? That's a good question because I actually did show the band I was in about, I want to say, 2010. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote, I was one of the first time, one of the first songs I wrote, uh, it's actually out, out right now. My job is loving you. It was a song that I presented to these guys. We were an indie rock band, you know. But I was like, check this song out. I wrote, a, I wrote a soul song, you know, like, the, like, uh, who, like the Dalphonics or something. Yeah. And they're like, they listen to it. They're like, oh, that's cool. And then that that was kind of the end of it forever. So that was really frustrating because I always wanted, you know. You knew what your true calling was. You knew what the the, the genre of music. You want. You knew the style that you wanted to be a part yeah. of. It would be sick if we could, you know, kind of do this. Even if it's not for this group, you know, are you guys down to like you know, take this out? No, man. Really? <laughs> no. How'd that feel? How'd that make you feel? I'm terrible, man. Yeah. Was, How long did you last in that band after uh, they told you that? <laughs> not long. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, sorry guys, I've got to go. To this day. Yeah. Oh man. No. I'm still cool with uh, a few of them, but um. Do they follow your successes now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet. They, yeah. they, they tell me, like, wow. So I always believed in you. Psych! <laughs> <laughs> now, huh? It's like, I always knew. Yeah, I always knew you'd make it. I just knew I couldn't. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, 
uh, fast forward like what nine years later and it's like oh shit there's a band it sounds like like what what I wrote okay and it's like oh my god I have to meet these guys mm-hmm. and like I uh, I um I remember I sent a, a cover of Trish Toledo's song to her and um she she saw it and she reposted it hell yeah and I was like and that was like the beginning of our friendship sometimes that's all it takes man you know I mean I just wanted to say look I love your song I'm playing it. I never expected her to call or like reach out and say, come, come over, come jam. And th- there you go, you know? Opportunity I knocked. Writing. I started jamming with her. I started writing. And then, boom, COVID. And I was like, <sighs> what does that do for an independent musician and, and, and the trajectory and the career path and pretty much everything you're doing to build your brand, further your career along, and then sas, COVID comes and everything gets shut down. What did it do for you? It's death if you let it. But for me, I mean, it it got me to start, you know, demoing my own songs, start tracking things for myself, buying the software to do it, buying more instruments. Um, this record, in essence, is the is the pandemic record nice. where, where I said to myself, Hey, why am I getting hyped to listen to all of them? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, this was it where I was like, I'm going to do it. You know, I was fucking installing windows and then out of nowhere like okay you're not working anymore or i was fixing a burning building that had just burnt down that I had to re put everything in 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 the sense you know that was my my music my music life burning i was trying to fix something that was burning to the ground and this record really was like okay I'm gonna play this, the drums on this as best i can i'm not a drummer but i'm gonna track the, my own bass i'm gonna track the guitar and have my friends, my new friends, email me horns and whatever need I need on it that I can't do myself. So I did it, you know, like looking back, I mean, I did the best I could with what I had. And even making new songs today, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, I'm super hyped because because of that record, like it made me better. Nice. So, I mean, that's the goal, right? You know, so Every like, project you put out, you want to level up. So you want to be better. Yeah, bear with me on this record. The next one's going to be even better. So. Damn. But yeah. Well, I, I was hyped to listen to it. Shit, not anymore. I don't want to buy it anymore. <laughs> Talking about when's the next one coming out? <laughs> What's the name of this album that you're putting out next week? It's called Alma. Alma. Soul. Oh, thank you. Alma. Soul. Where can people buy this? Oh, it's on mygrito.net. Mm-hmm. You can go to my Instagram at Adrian Carmine Music. Nice. It's in my link, so... What is it like being a, an independent musician now? We're still in COVID. I mean, let's not get it twisted. It's still there. How difficult is it to build your brand, promote your music, go out? Did you just start playing live again? Is that something that the doors just... Because I know in LA, it was a little different than down here. We were a little bit more lax. Um, and I'm only speaking as it relates to the industry that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the friends that we have, have up in LA, their breweries closed. Everything shut down. It was very heavily regulated. Anytime wifey and I went up to a comedy show or whatever, you just seem like, oh, wow. Everyone's like very high alert. How did that affect your performing and weekly gigs, man? They were non-existent. And now they're slowly coming back. They are. I've had like, oh, amazing experiences coming back. People are ready, man. I know. It's like people, we we were just kind of like forced down. Just wait, wait. But now it's like the doors are slowly opening and they must be coming out in forces. You're absolutely right. It's like- you still kind of feel it like, come on, these need yeah. to pick up a little bit yeah, yeah, more yeah. often, you know, like, let's get more hale. So, but, you know, it, it was once non-existent 
very soon ago. So here it comes and it's going to be great. Do you do your own booking? Do you do your, your own event set up? As far as to up to this point, I have. Yeah, I've had people reach out or I'll, I'll reach out. Yeah. It's probably in your best interest to keep everything to yourself, right? I mean, whatever Mayrito can't provide, it's probably everything that they can't, that you hold on to it. Whether it's, you know, promo, marketing, setting up like merch, doing all your merch. The less hands in the pot, the better, because ultimately that leads to your pocket. Yep. And that's You're a DIY right. mentality, man. Yeah, punk rock. How hard is it to do all that on your own, though? You need a team. You need help. Yeah. Definitely. But, you know, it's still in the DIY spirit. You got homies that, that are willing to help you out. Do you sell merch at the event? I will. I have a. I have my 45s today. The one I did for uh, Solar Records. Okay. Uh, it has Listen to My Heart Speak and Please Don't Go. So, uh, nice. They'll, they'll be available. I have a few left. They'll be there at the merch table. Tell me you bought one. Tell me you brought one here so I can buy. I did. All right, perfect. Damn, yeah, I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm back in. Go Dodgers. Um, <laughs> no, see, the way never to that. What? Uh, one game behind. Don't worry, we're catching up. <laughs> I know, right? This is the downfall, man. The Padres are one game behind today. We're gonna fast forward a month, and it's gonna be like, fuck, we did it again, guys. <laughs> did you grow up going to Chavez Ravine and watching the Dodgers play? Oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever draw inspiration from things like that to to write songs or? How does one sit down and write a love song? Where is the inspiration drawn from? If those are all the, the music that you, that you are mostly connected to and, and creating, how do you draw inspiration and make that happen? My muse, mm-hmm. my muses, women. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> Tara just gave you a nasty look, bro. His, his, his lady's here right now and, and I'm gonna have to take a picture. Go ahead. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, you have to feel it for real. It can't be faked. You have to feel real love in your heart. Yeah. Or else it's it's not a love song. I read an article once upon a time. I don't remember what the mu- who the musician was. It was I think it was a collection of musicians who wrote love songs. And they sat down and they asked him, where do you draw your inspiration to write love songs? And a majority of them said that were saying, God. It's like, you can put a woman in there, but that will ultimately always change. You know, the, the my feelings towards that person will always change. And they were like, but if you tap into, I'm not religious. Don't get, don't get freaked out. I see Tara looking at me all the way. Wake up, asshole. But yeah, like they were talking about, oh God, or, or my religion, because my love for my religion will never change, and it's what's something that is unattainable, and we can only speak in the the highest form and the highest regard towards. So I was like, oh, that that's interesting, yeah. you know. But I don't think I think my love songs would not go well if they were about God. How about yours, Adrian Carmine? Well, you see, I mean, uh, no, you have to, uh, like I said. It's it, it it could vary from day to day, you know, from song to song. But um, if there's always love in your heart, that's where the poetry comes from. Gee, Edgar Allan Ho over here, bro. Take it easy. How do you write a song? Do you lay down lyrics first? Do you do you get your your acoustic up and just kind of like lay down a, a nice little rhythm, a little a little riff? You're like, oh, I enjoy this. I can I can work with this, and then you structure your poetry around that. Majority of the time, it will start with an acoustic, or if I feel like I hear a beat in my head, you know, like a rhythm, kind of digging, I'll start there. I'll, I'll, I'll instantly get in the studio. It's it's always going to be in the studio because if I come up with something, I want to track it right away, or else I'm going to forget it. Do, do you have a studio that you actively work out of? Right now, I have a, my home base. Okay, nice. At home, so. You spend a lot of time in there? Yep. Yeah. As soon as you get in an argument with Tara, you just run in there. I'm going to close this door. 
I'm gonna close this door and then I got things to say. I gotta write these things down. Yeah. The funny thing is she's right next door too, so she hears it all. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> You're knocking on the door. Yes. I can't do nothing. I hate you, but I love you. <laughs> How many songs are about Tara on the new album? All of them. All of them. Damn it. That's awesome. Tara, don't be shy. Don't be nervous. None of them are about her? Did you just mouth that to me? None of them are about her? <laughs> the secret is out, bro. <laughs> Infiel. <laughs> oh, man. Where do you go from here? Like, what's the goal? We talked about you loosely earlier, like your, your goals. How far do you want to take this? What's the ultimate grow, goal for Adrian Carmine? For me, I would love just the audience to grow and sing to thousands, mm. have them sing sing back at me, you know, and you know, change their lives. Just a, a way to connect, you know, to people. And um, I do. I I already get a lot of um, DMs, you know, like people telling me how the, my music is helping them cope through, you know, the loss of a loved one or something, or. You know, like loss, you know, love and loss. Uh, people, you know, that's touching. Like, whoa, I did that. Yeah, like, I could imagine. Yeah. You know, so, just connecting to people like that, you know, like helping them heal. You know, with I, I, I don't necessarily have to know you personally, but I'm helping you through. Because you talk, you, life. you touch on themes that are very important to everybody. You know, everybody experiences love. Everybody experiences loss. And if you're writing the soundtrack to those themes. Peanut yeah. butter and jelly, bro. Is 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 made for each other. Yeah, serious. I have those songs that I, you know I go to. If I'm feeling away, you know. Those artists did that for me. Pay it forward. Yeah. I, <laughs> I watched a movie one time. I think it was Rounders. They talk about poker, obviously. They said, you know what? Nobody remembers their their greatest victories, but everybody remembers their worst defeats, their baddest beats. Going on tour playing a show I'm pretty sure you, you you remember some of your most awesome experiences on stage but what are more some of the more less awesome experiences that that helped turn you into who you are today have you had a lot of like experiences where you know they, they weren't too positive going out and playing on stage uh, I made a record once cost a lot of money yeah the band that I thought was gonna you know stick together and go forward with it but it didn't so that that could always be a downer, you know. Yeah. But but again, like you know, if I just learn to record myself, I'm not paying anyone. You won't let yourself down, right? You know what I mean. So that's I mean, luckily that's one I could think of when there's not too many. So well, don't dwell on that. What's the most positive experience that you've had on stage? How is touring? You set up your own tours. Have you been on tour? I have been on tour. I toured with uh, Trish, and uh, we went uh, up the coast. Uh, West Coast It was super fun man yeah. It's like the camaraderie and the, It's like a brotherhood Sisterhood It's amazing uh, Just hanging out Night and day uh, Driving in the van Daytime is like Quiet And everyone's like Out of it you know Just driving to the next venue But then at night We just go crazy And then after the show Going back home Blasting the radio In the, in the, in the van And just partying you know Whatever We, we change genres every day I like touring. I miss it. I want. I can't wait to do it again. Is that something you have planned for the release of this album? Uh, I want to. Alma, the tour. Alma World Tour. Yeah. Damn, bro. What's your favorite venue to play in? I like um, Alex's Bar a lot. That's in Long Beach, right? Long Beach. Um, the Troubadour was fun. Okay. The Troubadour, Hollywood. 
I've done Soda Bar over here. Have you really? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's where I saw the Sacred Souls, or that's yeah. where I was actually. I lied. That's where I was gonna go see them, and then something came up. Like the show starts at ten. Now I'm going home. <laughs> Mimi's time. Yeah. No did way. you? Is that the show you played with those guys with the Sacred Souls or <clears throat> Sacred Souls? Uh, they I've played with them, but over in uh in um I want to say Inland Empire, LA, mm-hmm. uh, more over there. But um, what was I gonna say? Um, there was a. Anyway, uh, yeah, those are cool venues. I've been to Soda Bar and then, um, fuck, I'm drawing a blank, but keep drawing it, bro. I'm honestly, I'm listening to your music in the background. <laughs> you could be selling me on Twinkies or whatever. I'm just listening. Like, this is, this is my song, my duet with Trish right here. Yeah. Yeah. She's a big name. She is. She's a very big name. Yeah. She's it must, a, it must have been, person too. It, it, it must have like inspired you when she reached out and said, Hey. I was Let's like, do this. No way, you know. Yeah, it was, it was good. But um, no, I'm just. I want to keep collecting you know, new venues, and new experiences to where I can. Oh, I really. Oh, wait, that's what I was to say. I like every uh, House of Blues that I've been at. Okay, it's been awesome. So it must be hard to be a musician right now, bro. Yeah. You gotta hustle. You gotta love it. Yeah, you have to hustle. Yeah. If you're not hustling, no one else is gonna do it for you. Yeah. You could have a record label. You can have this. You can have all the money. But if you aren't out there truly inspired and believing in what you do, you're going to fall flat on your face. You're wasting time. You're wasting valuable time that you can never get back. Mm-hmm. 37 turns into 47, turns into 57, and you're like, fuck, I should have taken that shit seriously. It's nuts, huh? It, 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 it truly is. And, and I know musicians that are like that. Yeah. And, and they now they're still playing. It's like, oh, I should, I should have really capitalized on the opportunities I had when I had before. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of sad to hear them say that because they're out there playing, doing their thing. But you know, like... Damn, that fool could have had really done something in the past. Right, right. At least you're going for your dream, man. At least you're going for it. Yeah. No backup plans. All in. No safety nets. You don't nets. need a plan All B in. when plan A is going to work. Yeah. Sometimes you need a plan B, bro. I hate to, I hate to tell you that. <laughs> if you have a, a drunken evening with a with somebody. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm excited to have you in here. I'm excited to get to know you. Tell me a little something, a little elevator speech before we wrap it up. Like a 30-second Adrian Carmine elevator speech. What do I need to know? Why should I become your fan? Why should I promote? Why should we follow you? Why should we take you to the next level? Because when it's all said and done, in the end, the love you put out is the love you get back. And I'm going to continue to just create from the heart. And if you can just listen to my heart speak. Please don't go. Give it a chance. You're looking right in my eyes when you're telling me that. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm into it. Thank you. Tell me more. Um, if you give me a chance, I will make you happy the rest of your life. I look forward to extending an opportunity for you to cruise down and play at the brewery, man. I think I think that would be an, an, an awesome, an awesome night of music. That would be really cool. So that before you before you head out, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. I think that would be awesome. I don't like bringing you down here because it's far. I know it's a far way, long ways away. Los Angeles is like, man, anything past the 94, I'm like, my kids are like, what's over there? It's like, nah. <laughs> fake fake World Series titles, Papa. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Mickey Mouse World Series rings. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know what's over there. Just Disneyland. 
Cierto, protaguitas. It's a ride. It's the Dodgers. <laughs> you guys have been the big brothers for long enough. It's time for us to step up and do something. Hopefully, maybe, please. Yes. Maybe, all please. All you need is one. That, that's all I want, bro. <laughs> that's all I want. I'm fucking 43. I've seen two World Series for the Padres in my, my day. I've done nothing with it. You're 37. I, I the same. All right, so wait. How old were you in 1988? When were you born? Fuck. Math. I was three. Yeah, that's a that's officially that was the last time I the Dodgers won a World Series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A real one. No, so we the Terra, you're a you're a Dodger fan too, huh? Oh man. Favorite Dodger fan. You for favorite Dodger player, better than you. Of all time? Okay. Bro Mondesi. Oh shit. I didn't expect that. Yeah. All right. His son played. I know. That's crazy. The With Royals. the Royals. Yeah. All right. You pass. You're a fan. <laughs> what about yourself, Tara? Slide the mic over there. I want to hear who her favorite Dodger fan of all time. You've been nudging and elbowing. You've been elbowing Adrian all interview. Like, don't say that. No, that's wrong. I don't live next door. That's not for me. I would say Koufax. Oh, shit. Taking it back. She's Old a lot school. older than I am. Not- <laughs> She's 73. No, 1973 was actually the last time they played. <laughs> Sandy Koufax and Raul Mondesi. All right. I'm going to. I'm going to accept those because you didn't give me the, the, the basic answers, bro. No, no. You know? We, we real. We real ones. Man, Chavez Ravine, a lot of controversy in that stadium, huh? Uh, yeah. yeah. Thoughts, feelings? No, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> it's happened to everyone. No, it hasn't, bro. Actually, yeah, displacement does happen to a lot of people. Yeah. That's a, if you haven't seen that documentary, I suggest you guys go online and look for it. It's about the displacement of a community yeah. when Chavez Ravine actually came in. And I always say that, just, I, I kind of say it as like joking, oh, you're a Dodger fan, how do you feel about this? But in reality, it, it happened, and it's an interesting story. Uh, they moved out people, families from that community, then they uprooted them and gave them $10,000 for them, which is like a slap in the face. It's like, hey, go start somewhere else, you know? And, and you said it, it happens everywhere. It does. Yeah. It, it legitimately, it's happened here. It's happened in San Diego when building bridges. It's I mean, we have a fucking bridge that grows through right Barrio Logan, and they built a freeway that goes right through it as well. So it's like, it, well, no one's immune to it. Damn, we got political at the end, bro. Oh. Write a song about that shit. And, there, and that was a perfect song for it. Why? What was that? I fucking missed it, but I was, in, I was into it. That was for uh, all the George Floyd drama mm. that was happening. So you draw from real life experience as well. It was called The World We Seek. Which is The World We Seek? What are we looking for? What is Adrian Carmine looking for in the world we're looking for? A utopian paradise. Never going to happen, but it's goals. Yeah. Something that we could always strive for. It's never too early for a love song. Damn, that one perked up Tara too. <laughs> we'll end on that one. Everyone's smiling. Before we get all sad and depressed, I want to put on fucking the boy with a thorn in his side or some shit, yes, bro. Yeah. Oh, you guys really like Morrissey and the Smiths, huh? Like oh, yeah. legit, like hardcore. All right. I've been to a show, bro. We have the same birthday. Yeah? May 22nd. All right, cool. I don't know if I should applaud or or like... I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what I should do for that one. <laughs> or maybe... Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> I tried really hard to like him. To the point where we made that beer, a charming stout. You know, to the point where we've had Morrissey nights at the brewery at the behest of our... If you uh, tried, that's all I... That's all that matters? Yeah, content. I'll take it. Yeah. What is the band um, that is a super uh, cover band of them? Oh, there's like a few. Oh, shit. The Sweet and Tender Hooligans. Those guys, yes. Big, big fans of the those guys. Morrissey? Yeah, okay. I haven't seen him play, but I've seen the Sweet and Tender Hooligans. Like, one of the guys is a singer for um, Audio Karate. I think his name is Arturo. He came down here, did a podcast with him, and I didn't know. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm actually, you know, play the guitar for, yeah, for the Sweet and Tender Hooligans. Oh. And I was like, hell yeah. And uh, 
got the chance to like to watch and then there's like that's awesome like down here in san diego in chula vista we have a cover band called still ill and all they do is uh is it's morrissey cover songs smith's cover songs and they fucking get down and i was like all right i could get into this because it's not morrissey singing it's some other cool guy had down here singing i'm like all right same message probably but he he, he gets down there's so much love yeah. for morrissey and the smith and then on the flip side like i don't hate him i don't give a shit but there's so much hate on the other side for morrissey and the smiths why man you're officially the spokesperson of Morrissey right now. Why, why do people both love with everything they have and hate with everything they have on Morrissey? You, you that's the only way you can either hate him or you there's can no in between. You, you can't like him. No, you're gonna like you're gonna hate him or you're gonna love him. Yeah. Is it is it sad of me that I, I enjoy the Smiths more than Morrissey? No, that's a, that's a common yeah occurrence. Yeah, sure. Right. I, I actually do like the Smiths more than... I knew I liked you, Adrian. <laughs> I knew I liked you. Are you a big beer drinker? Those songs are great. Beer, no. Whiskey? Bucanas. Hey. Whiskey. You, you like Bucanitas? I like it. Nice. I was raising that shit. People clown on me, but then some people come in on the show and they'll bring me bottles of, of Bucanitas and I'm like, hey, thank you. Sit down. You should have some. Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't have any more, dog. Oh, here you go. I mean, shit. I don't know. Thank you. Thanks, Tara. Thanks, thank you. The attempt is all that we were really asking for. <laughs> there it is. Cheers to you. Cheers Cheers. to you making the long three-day journey from San Gabriel Valley Mm -hmm. to visit us here in Chula Vista and tell us all about Adrian Carmine and all of the exciting shit that's coming our way, man. New album, June 17th, being released on My Grito. We love them. We're big fans. We're label mates. We'll drink to that, too. I love them. Big show tonight. Corazón del Barrio. 10 p.m. you go on, roughly. 11. All right. We'll say 10 because, you know... Hispanics. Yeah. We're on that paisa. I go on a paisa, paisa time frame, bro. Mm-hmm. You, if you tell me nine, I'll be there at 9.15. You know, so. If I'm lucky. You got to tell me an hour in advance, bro. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Today we're going out on a team outing. By the time that's done, that might be around the time that we can sneak in. Is there a dress code? What should I expect? How do I dress to uh, an Adrian Carmine show? What, what do I have to wear? Your Sunday's best, even though it's Saturday. Yeah, Sunday's, Sunday's best. best. Fuck, you don't want to know what my Sunday's best are, bro. Boxers and like a tank top. Crocs, pink, loud. What do you think I'm talking about? Damn it. I'm in it, bro. I got some loud pink Crocs that I wear. I, I count on Crocs and I only wear them in the house. That'll get you to the front row. Yeah. Say less, bro. I will get out there. 11 p.m., yeah. Adrian Carmine hitting the stage, Corazón del Barrio, bringing his talents to the South Bay. You know there's more than one South Bay. It's not just in LA. You're, you're smack dab in the <laughs> middle of it right now. South Bay, San Diego. I love you, San Diego. Damn, we like you. Relax. Let's let's okay. see what let's see what happens tonight. Baby steps, bro. Love is earned. Yes. No cierto way. We love it. <laughs> you got sad. <laughs> Tara gasped. She's like, San Diego. Oh, that's the way. <laughs> I know we barely met, but I was just wondering, San Diego, what are you gonna do the rest of your life? Damn, that was deep. Because I could be here for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Adrian Carmine. <laughs>